Everybody be cool. You be cool. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Film and TV Show with me, Richard S. Hope you're doing all okay on this lovely Monday evening. So today we are going to be talking about the TV life of an 80s baby, 90s child like myself, born in 1983, and spent the majority of my youth watching TV. So we're going to be going through that. We're going to be doing a little bit different in terms of music, so I'm not going to actually be playing physical songs. I'm going to be playing theme tunes some of which have the name of the, of the uh, TV show in it, some of them don't. Feel free to comment if you want to uh, to comment, and if you like them, that'll be great. Uh, I've also launched a split grid, which I'm doing every day. Uh, it's posted on the Facebook um, and on the Twitter, so please get involved in that. It seems to be uh, quite popular, which is really good. I've launched a special one for this evening, which has uh, 15, instead of four, it's got 15 uh, TV shows on it, so please feel free to comment on the post and let me know, and I will give the answers at the end of the show. The uh, TV, um, the T-shirt of the week, sorry, T-shirt of the week is uh, the amazing Captain Planet T-shirt, Planeteers T-shirt, that was made for me by the uh, lovely girls at Sorella Print, so thank you very much for that, girls. Picture of that is uh, on the Facebook page and on the Twitter as well. It's got the Earth... Um, Wind, fire, water, heart, and a picture of Captain Planet on the back as well, which is uh, a nice little touch, so really enjoying that. And also, uh, I'm doing film reviews live on our Facebook page moving forward, so if you want to check out some of the film reviews that we've done so far, I've done, um, what have I done? God, Pirates of the Caribbean 5, Wonder Woman, they're on there, so have a look, tell me what you think. And we're going to start with um, a nice little bit of, uh, of this to get us started. And that's enough of that. So I just thought I'd stick that in there just to get us into the uh, into the mood, as it were. So the first one I'm going to be talking about, um, early years. So from the 1980s, kind of um, up until about 10. So 83, 1980, 83, up to 1990 to 93. Um, it's just basically the, there are so many TV shows that, that I watched as a child. And I'm sure we all watched as a child as well. And uh, it's hard to pick just a few so at the end of the show um well towards the end of the show i'm going to be posting a big link uh with all of the tv shows i watched as a as a kid with some pictures on there as well to tug on those nostalgic heartstrings of yours just to see if it's something that that might you know jog a couple of memories because for me looking back at the pictures now it, it it's brilliant it really really tugs on the heartstrings but what i wanted to talk about to start off with was rugrats um because i absolutely loved watching Rugrats when I was a kid. Um, it was absolutely brilliant. And I actually saw quite recently that there was a um, kind of a, a link between between Rugrats and, and Doctor Who, which is very, very bizarre. And it, 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 I, I don't know the definitive ins and outs of it, but if you look online, there is an absolutely amazing comparison between Rugrats and uh, and Doctor Who, so it's actually it's actually quite clever. Someone has put a lot of time into looking into it, so it's definitely worth um, definitely worth looking into. So, but I wanted to talk about about Rugrats as a whole. And if you haven't watched Rugrats, it, it's a really great kids program. And if you do have kids, it's a great program to kind of get them into into TV, but it's slightly educational as well. I mean, it's it's focused around Tommy Pickles, 
uh, a young lad who's uh, full of uh, exuberance and wants to kind of run around and he gets up to all sorts of little bits and pieces and no good with his uh, compatriot, Chucky Finster. I love Chucky. I think Chucky's brilliant. It's just the gravelly, grainy voice, the, the ginger hair, the the spectacles. Everything about him just is it's cool. It, he's not cool. He's anything but cool. But he is he's such a cool character. Um, there's also uh, Tommy's mischievous cousin, Angelica Pickles. She's a bit... Um, sometimes she's a bit sinister. It's really, really strange. She can be a bit kind of a little bit sinister to be honest it's very very strange when you watch it you, when you look back at it and I was looking at a couple of episodes the other night when you actually look back she is actually quite sinister it's really really weird um, you've then got the twins Phil and Lil they are absolutely brilliant they are literally the, the only difference is one's got a pink bow and the other's got a blue bow um, and it's it's absolutely amazing they're, the characters themselves and the way they're portrayed is they're kind of the comedy value, I would say, along with Chucky, but they're more of the comedy value because they're being twins, they have that connection, but they also kind of fight like cat and dog as well, which is brilliant. Um, you've got Stu and Dee Dee, who are Tommy's mum and dad. Not in it so much, um, only every now and then, but they do kind of get involved every now and then. It's They don't really play a major part, to be honest. The, the, the only adult that really does is Grandpa Lou, and there's a couple of episodes where there are quite a lot of um, sexual innuendo in terms of the uh, the things that he says. Um, there's a, for instance, there is a TV case that, that has one on it that he says is, is not for children, it's for adults only. And someone actually pointed out that the shape of his face um, looks very similar to uh, a part of an anatomy, which is, uh, which is very strange. It's not the first character to have um, something emblazoned on there on their face to resemble something. On The Simpsons, for instance, there's an M and a G as part of Homer's hair and his uh, and his ear, which is, of course, uh, an ode to the drawer and the writer, Matt Groening. So that's really cool. But it, it's a great TV TV show for kids. I really enjoyed it. Even listening back now, listening to the theme song, it, it kind of really pulled me all the way back to when I was a kid. There's also the, the movie as well, the Rugrats movie, which came out in 2000. And that actually had... Um, a theme song that was done by Blackstreet and Maya um, and a couple of others as well. And it's it, and Mace, sorry, Mace, if um, if you don't know who Mace is, he was uh, a one-time rapper with P. Diddy and is now a pastor. Um, so, yeah, nice, uh, nice career change there for him. So, well done there, Mace. But it, but that song as well, that actually really, I, I really like that song. I like the film, actually. The film was really good. And I remember uh, watching it, cool, I don't know, 10 years ago, I suppose now. And it was actually really cool from a from an adult's perspective, not so much, but from a child's perspective, it's definitely something that that they would enjoy, and it's definitely something that I think that that we should we should encourage our kids to to watch. Um, and I I really enjoyed it. I mean, I didn't realise that Rugrats actually ran for sixteen years, so it ran from nineteen ninety to two thousand and six, which just boggles my mind, you know, when you look at the likes of The Simpsons running from 1989 to present, but it's actually, you know, it's actually going now. It, you know, it finished after 16 years. That's that's a good going for a child's TV show, so, you know, fair play. So, yeah, so moving on to the next TV show I want to talk about, and the next TV show I want to talk about is an amazing TV show. It, it's called Captain Planet and the Planeteers. Now, I'm wearing the TV shirt, the T-shirt the for the, from the TV show. I absolutely loved Captain Planet. My kids absolutely love Captain Planet. Every time we go in the car, my eldest son, Tommy, is always like, Daddy, can we play Captain Planet? And I will stick on that theme tune and he will just sing to his heart's content. It is absolutely amazing. It's the best thing I've seen in the world. Now, the TV show itself is actually, it, it, it was quite a very, you know, it was a smart TV show. It really was a smart TV show. You know, as the name alludes to, Captain Planet. You know, it's about it's about Earth. It's about the planet. And it was an environmental TV show. It was it was made to encourage kids to think more about the environment, really, and think more about what they're doing to the environment and, and what adults are doing and how we're killing the world. Which I think is it, it's quite noble of them to do it. To be perfectly honest, um, you know, Captain Planet can only come about when five rings are are put together. And saying it out loud sounds really really weird um but 
you know, you've got uh, the, the Planeteers were picked by Gaia, who was the uh, the spirit of the Earth. And strangely enough, she was actually voiced by Whoopi Goldberg and Margot Kidder, who played um, Lois Lane in the original Supermans with Christopher Reeve. So, and I didn't know that, which was really, really cool. Um, so you've got the five different Planeteers. So you've got uh, Wheeler from North America, uh, Linka from the Soviet Union. That's how old the TV program is. It's, it's classed as the Soviet Union and not Russia. Um, you've got Guy from Asia, Mati from South America, and Kwame, um, who was actually voiced by LeVar Burton, who, uh, who most Trekkies will know as uh, Geordie LaForge from Star Trek Next Generation. And I didn't know that either, and I think that is so cool. Um, and that program actually gave fame to a lot of people. Uh, John Ratzenberger, just to name another one. Um, there was quite a few in there that, that really surprised me in terms of the, the people that that were in there that were were voicing characters over the course of the TV show. And that, that was really strange to me. I was really quite taken aback by how many famous people were in it and obviously putting their name to a program based around the environment. Um, but yeah, so, uh, and Kwame's from Africa. So when they put all their, their rings together, so as I said, you've got Earth, fire, wind, water, and heart. And when they're, um, when they're put together and they say it out loud, then it uh, summons Earth's greatest protector, Captain Planet. And there is a parody of Captain Planet out there on YouTube, which is Don Cheadle properly dressed up as Captain America. It is the cheesiest... Sorry, Captain Planet. It is the cheesiest thing you will ever see. And it is brilliant on so many levels. It's just... Uh, I urge you, I urge you to go onto YouTube and type in Captain Planet Don Cheadle. You will not be disappointed. So anyway, there are um, so many different factors that uh, that Captain Planet has to deal with, so many things he has to deal with, environmental oil spillages, excess pollution in cities. There's um, a crime syndicate who um, I, I honestly can't remember all of them. Um, they basically, uh, Dr. Bright is one of them. Dr. Bright is one of them. Uh, she's evil, really evil. She's kind of like one of the head honchos. And she basically, they, they basically all try and ruin the world, really. Um, the the planeteers fly around in their aeroplane, they go all to these, these different places, um, or one of them's around somewhere and something happens and they have to call the others, and then they all come and then they do the, they, they do the rings and then Captain Planet comes and saves the day and, and everything. There was one, there was one, two episodes actually, it was a two-part where... Um, Five of the bad guys actually stole the rings and they created Captain Pollution, which was really, really strange. And, you know, two guesses of what Captain Pollution did. He absolutely ruined the world. And the guys had to get the rings back to to call Captain Planet to come and save the world because it was going to end, as it always does in TV shows. It, the world was going to end and uh, and that was going to be that. But, yeah, it... Um, it it holds dear to me, Captain Planet. I remember watching Captain Planet on the TV show as a child, and it was just, it was just amazing. It really was. It was, it was something that, even looking back now, it was cheesy as hell, but it was just, it was brilliant. And the message that it portrays is probably uh, never more so important. Some people will say now than it ever has been. Um, and and I think our kids could actually learn something from a program like Captain Planet. Because, you know, the onus is going to be on them in the future years to to save the world, effectively. They just don't have any magical rings and they can't contact Captain Planet, which is a shame. Because I'd love to meet Captain Planet. There was talk of a film as well at some point, but that's kind of died by the wayside. But if ever they did, I would be the first person in queue to watch it. So, so yeah. So, that's kind of the first two from the early years, you know, for me. Um, let me know on the Facebook page what your early years are as well you know what your favorite tv shows are from when you was a kid if you can remember them let me know um i'm going to play a mix now as i said earlier on it's not going to be the usual music it's going to be a mix of um uh, of different theme tunes and feel free to get involved uh on the facebook page and on twitter as well if you want to and uh, i hope these these bring back some memories for you because they certainly do for me this is 29 acacia road and this is Eric, the schoolboy who leads an amazing double life. For when Eric eats a banana, an amazing transformation occurs. Eric is Banana Man, ever alert for the call to action. Banana Man. 
Somewhere in the dark and nasty regions where nobody goes stands an ancient castle. Deep within this dank and uninviting place lives Burke. Hello! Overworked servant of the thing upstairs. Burke, feed me! But that's nothing compared to the horrors that lurk beneath the trap door. For there is always something down there. In the dark, waiting to come out. Listening to the Film and TV Show with Richard S. on Heroin Community Radio.
And that be that. How good was that? Listening back to all those different songs from theme tunes. I absolutely love it. I love listening to them. When they come on, it's just it's just great. You know, it really pulls me back to to when I was uh, when I was younger. So um, so yeah. So it's very very good. So moving on to kind of from from ten to I don't know thirteen, fourteen, maybe fifteen. Um, again, loads and loads of different TV shows that that we did uh, that, we, that we watched when we were kids. Uh, well, you know, ten to 13, 14, 15. But the two I really want to talk to you about, um, the first one I want to talk to you about is uh, is this one. If any, you know, if anyone can tell me what this is. So anyone tell me what that is? Anyone at all? No, I'll give it to you. It's Noel's House Party. How cool is that? Noel's House Party on a Saturday night was the epitome of uh, of Saturday night TV back in the day. That and a couple of others, but I don't want to don't want to ruin it too much. Uh, Noel's House Party for me was was brilliant. Um, if you'd never ever heard of Noel's House Party, for those not old enough to know, um, it was done by Noel Edmonds before he did Deal or No Deal and before he did all the other TV work that he did. Um, and it was basically it it, it was a house that that was obviously a studio, but it was set up as a house. Um, and the house was located in Crinkley Bottom. Um, which is a nice little innuendo there. And strangely enough, uh, 15 people actually complained about the name Crinkly Bottom. Uh, how sad is that? Why Why would you even do that? What is the actual point? So, so yeah, so it's, it, it's set in the, the fictional town of Crinkly Bottom and he gets special guests come on every now and then and they're all villagers uh, from the, the village of Crinkley Bottom. Um, it, was, it was live as well. It was a live TV. It was one of the very first live TV shows that come on. That, um, that that went went out on uh, on terrestrial TV really, and on a Saturday night. I think one of the first, the first on a Saturday night actually, um, and it it introduced us to the legendary creation that is Mr Blobby that I played at the very very beginning. And I say legendary using a very very loose term because his appearance spawned that atrocious song, which uh, was number one for. I don't know, 20 weeks or something? Absolutely ridiculous. That is that is what the nation come to at that point. But he was the comic relief. It was great. And, um, you know, Noel did loads of loads of games and loads of uh, had loads of guests and uh, kind of introduced a lot of a lot of new people to to Saturday Night TV and who then went on to much bigger things. Um, Loads of comedians, musicians um, and actors as well. There was quite a few actors that come on it as well, which was really, really surprising. But they, as I say, they did loads and loads of games, um, uh, like Gotcha, which is, you know, that was the the guy that that was the way that Mr. Blobby was come in because it's a bit like Jeremy Beadle, you know, hidden camera show, blah blah blah. And uh, at the end of it, Mr. Blobby would jump out, you know, scare the hell out of him, a bit like the Tango Orange Man from those ads all those years ago. Kind of slap him about a little bit and do his blobby 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 and then kind of disappear and the you know the members of the public will be like, what the hell's going on? You know what just happened? So um, so that was that was really good. That was obviously the most popular. Obviously, um, there was also wait till you get home, which was basically kids were recorded pre-show. They're asked a series of questions and then during the show, the video was played back, and the parents had to guess what the kids what the question the kids were answering. Um, and, and kind of what they were alluding to as well, which was really, really good. Um, think of the, the the TV show that Bill Cosby did uh, back in the day, Kids Say the Darndest Things or something like that. It's very something very similar to that. It was um it, it was pretty good. So it was um 
yeah, it would. It, it was funny, obviously, because kids do say the darndest things. Um, there was also Grab a Grand as well, uh, which is basically a box filled. It was a Perspex box, and it was filled um, with loads of different bits, you know, money and everything. And people would go in there, and the fan would go on. Think Crystal Maze, but without the gold and silver tickets, but with cash. The old style cash as well, not not new now. You know, you, you had the old one pound notes and everything. So it was all all of that as well. Um, NTV which was a bit like what Saturday Night Takeaway do now, where they have a hidden camera in the TV and then they call through to them and like, hi, rah. Noel Edmonds did that first. And, you know, and, and that was a pioneering bit of the TV show when, when he did it. So, so yeah, Saturday nights uh, with my mum and dad, my brother, it was, uh, it, it was Noel Edmonds, uh, Noel's house party. And I was generally gutted when it got cancelled um, or wasn't renewed, as they like to put it. So, so yeah, it was, um, it, it was disappointing. The other one that I want to talk to uh, talk about is Keenan and Kel. Uh, those of you who haven't seen Keenan and Kel, it's absolutely hilarious. It launched the careers of uh, Keenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell. If you don't know who they are, um, Google it because you'll, you know, it, 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 I can't go. It, it's too too complicated to go into. But effectively, they were one of the very first um, duos you know, on uh, Kids Daytime, and and they were absolutely brilliant. Uh, Keenan worked in a grocery store. He was. Um, you know, he, he kind of always got up to mischievy. You know, he he was always he's always mischievous. He was always trying to get up, uh, get into into trouble. Well, not purposely get into trouble, but try and get into out. We'll try and get out of trouble and get loads of money and kind of uh, move on to bigger things. And Kel was always the clumsy one. He was always the one that that kind of always balls it up, for want of a better word. Um, and they worked really well together. They really did work really well together. And it actually spawned one of the best ever um, quotes that, that you would ever, ever hear from a kids' TV show. Who loves orange soda? Kill loves orange soda. Is it true? Is it true? I do, I do, I do, I do. Ooh. I mean, that was just the epitome for me. I mean, even now on the Facebook Live video, just mouthing along to it oh, I absolutely love that and that was the most most famous thing to come out of uh, of Keenan and Kel other than Keenan and Kel which got Keenan's back up a little bit because obviously he was meant to be like the big star because his name was first and, and everything but they actually fell out um, uh, for a good fair few years actually they both auditioned for uh, Saturday Night Live and for those of you who don't know Saturday Night Live is um, a big TV it's a, it's a big deal basically in America um, it's on just before the Late Late Show um, with James Corden, and it's it, it's launched the career of so many people: Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock, um, to name but two. Um, actually, even um, Bernie Mac was on it as well, which is really really bizarre. I didn't realise that. Um, but it's launched the careers of loads and loads of people. But they both auditioned for it. Uh, Keenan got it and kind of was like, I don't, I don't ever want to, I don't want to put in the same bracket. I don't want to be in the same sentence. I don't even want to be in the same room as Kel. For some reason, I don't know why, he really kind of got his back up against Kel, which in an interview that Kel did in uh, 2014, he said, I, I don't even know why. I don't. There's no hard feelings. I've got nothing against him. But Kel just got it right into his mind. And then out of absolutely nowhere, they did a Good Burger sketch um, on Saturday Night Live. And for those of you who don't know, Good Burger is the spin-off film from uh, Keenan and Kel. It's actually a really good film. Um, it's really cheesy, but it, it's it's brilliant. If you can stand Keenan and Kel, you'll love the film. Um, I'd give it a watch. Honestly, give it a watch. It's really, really good. But they did a sketch based around that with Jimmy Kimmel, um, who is the, the host. And um, and they got Keenan and Kel back together again, which was brilliant. It's the first time they'd ever been in the same room and ever spoken to each other, voluntary or involuntary, for like six years, it was unbelievable, and it was it, it was absolutely fantastic. Um, and it's good that they're back together. They're never going to do another Keenan and Kel um, or anything like that, or even another film, or a, you know another parody of Good Burger or anything like that. But just knowing that they're talking is is great, especially for my generation because they were like I don't even know what they were the equivalent, probably the the equivalent of uh, the Disney Club, I suppose, on Nickelodeon. I don't know. Um, I don't even watch that much kids TV nowadays, but. It's probably, you know, the equivalent of that, which is, you know, it, it's sad that it got to that. But but now they're friends again, which is great. So, so yeah, there are plenty of others that I could go through um, that I watched. But as I say, there's going to be a list coming out um, on the Facebook page. So have a look in. If there's any on there that you don't 
that you don't know or you do know and you, you loved, share your memories. Stick them on the face. Comment. Stick them on there. Share your memories. Let me know. So, uh, so yeah. Um, now I'm going to move on to to this mix. So this is uh, again theme tunes and stuff from um, from ten to teens. The Film and TV Show with Richard S. Only on Heroin Community Radio. Yeah. 
should act. On Heroin Community Radio. Wood Radio is proud to support the WI in its centenary year. Yes, we absolutely are. So, I uh, hope you enjoyed uh, that uh, that tens to teens mix. That was absolutely, I loved that. Uh, some of my absolutely classic favourites in there, uh, especially gladiators. Love the gladiators. So, moving on to the mid to late teens section then. And for me, this is kind of when the uh, the the American... TV shows kind of jumped up and, and kind of, you know, the American teen angst sort of TV shows turned up. So I wanted to talk to you about a couple. Um, start off with the first one, California Dreams. Absolutely, California. I remember watching California Dreams very vividly. I thought it was great. It was from 19 to, 1992 to 1996. Um, and it kind of it, it kind of focused on real life issues and it, and it kind of, the, the characters were trying to make it as musicians and everything that come along with that and all the, all the, the different problems that they had from love to... To um, to bullying, to, to you know, not doing well at school, all those sorts of things, and it, it really did touch quite quite well on those, which was um, which was really nice to to kind of um, to kind of see, especially from a from a teen going through you know all the changes that you do when you're that age, and kind of watching that and being able to relate to it was was really good. You know, it's all about love, life, learning, and and all of that, and it kind of spawned the uh, all of the different TV shows that you get now. You know, there, there's so many. I mean, I. I don't, I don't even pretend to know, but I, I see them all advertised on TV, so I know that there's loads of them that are all pretty much exactly the same and have the same premise and kind of do all the same sort of stuff. So, um, so yeah, it kind of spawned spawned those, which was great, and um, and it was good. You know, I I really enjoyed it. I think the the characters were were relatable, and it was one of the very first ones that, that I ever watched. So I was really, really. Um, Really, kind of sucked into into all of that world, you know, Dawson's Creek and uh, and the others I'm going to talk about, and it, it it was good, you know. It's a shame that there aren't any cheesy ones like that, kind of for for that that age group now, to be honest, because the ones that you do get now, they're very they're more mature. They're they're kind of more Sex in the City than Dawson's Creek, if that makes any any sense. It's not um it's not something that I would uh, that I would advocate. You know my my young teen, well my almost teenager uh, stepdaughter to um, to watch. Uh, the next one is Hang Time. Now Hang Time is brilliant. Um, it's all about basketball, and it, it it ran for five years, which is longer than I thought it did to be honest. From ninety five to two thousand, and it was set in the um, in the fictional high school of Deering High, and it followed the Deering Tornadoes basketball team that was uh, predominantly well, that was all male until um, the the main character turned up uh julie she turned up and she joined she kind of put a lot of people's noses out of joint and and everything and people didn't like her they didn't pass to her they didn't um you know get her involved or anything like that so they you know it went through the aspect of bullying but then she slowly got incorporated in and and you know they went on to be uh, an absolutely immense basketball team it actually launched the career of anthony anderson and if you don't know who anthony anderson is then google it because anthony anderson is he's a very very good actor very very good and it launched his career he played um teddy brodus uh one of the characters on there one of the the comedic um relief i would say um you've got uh chris at walker uh another character danny mellon michael maxwell uh the head cheerleader mary beth pepperton she rem- always reminded me of posh spice because she had that she had the bob haircut it was black she was very posh very um, she sounded almost English. I don't think she was meant to be, but I think she she tried to. I mean, with the name Pepperton, you, you may may assume that she was, but um, but yet she tried very hard to be overtly British. Think of um, Stifler's mum in Friends when she tries to be British. That sort. You can tell it's completely fake and over the top, but it was it, it was absolutely class. So um, so yeah, and and it was and, and again it followed the same sort of route as. Um, as California Dreams, and it was all set around basketball and winning games, and you actually got to see the basketball as well. And they were all accomplished basketball players, which is which was fantastic to see. And some of the skills you see on it, you kind of think, "Wow, that's actually awesome!" And at one point, I wanted to be a basketball player because of watching Hang Time. Um, obviously, not anymore, and that that never worked out for me. Uh, far too short to 
play basketball. Although these guys were about my height, so it's kind of unrealistic in that sense. But it was still it was a, a great a great TV program. And it was slightly different to to the usual programs. Um, there was another one called USA High that only ran for two years uh, for two seasons um, in ninety seven to ninety nine, and it's exactly the same as California Dreams except they were kind of like made in Chelsea posh people in a in a, in a high school um and they were you know they were transitioning from um from seniors going into college and you know that that transition and and how it kind of echoes in life and kind of all of that as well and it was it it was different I'll be honest with you it was very very different but it was definitely something that um it was definitely good to watch. I don't remember masses about it to be honest. I just remember the theme tune and kind of watching it um, as kind of a as kind of a blur, which is strange because I remember the other two absolutely vividly. So, you know, maybe I was just a little bit older and just kind of switched off um, a little bit sooner. My attention span kind of dwindled. Maybe I don't know, but but yeah, I mean, as I said, loads and loads of different um, different shows that that kind of teenagers would would watch, and there isn't that sort of mix anymore which is a real real shame um but the main list i'm going to tweet out i'm going to tweet and post it out in a minute so have a look at that and let me know what you think um but yeah so i'm going to move on to my mid to late teens mix now so uh enjoy
You're listening to the Film and TV Show with Richard S. on Heroid Community Radio. Community Radio. And there we have it. How was that for a nice little mix? I must admit, I quite enjoyed that, especially the X-Files one. I haven't heard that for ages. So, uh, the answers to the uh, to the super grid that I put on today are as follows. So, number one is Count Duckula. Number two is Biker Mice from Mars. Number three is Goof Troop. You don't get any points for Goofy, I'm afraid. Uh, number four is Boy Meets World. Number five, Ren and Stimpy. Number six, Quantum Leap. Number seven, Terrorhawks. Only one person got that. Well done, Nadia. That was brilliant. Uh, number eight, Trapdoor. Number nine is Super Ted. Number ten, Sharky and George. Come on, Sharky and George. Uh, number eleven, Saved by the Bell. Number twelve, Mr. Majika. 
Look at that. He was the original man bun. Telling you now, the original man bun, old Mr. Majika. Uh, number 13, Different Strokes. Number 14, Night Rider. And number 15 was The Secret World of Alex Mack. So, well done to all of you that got those. That'll be posted out on the Facebook page a little bit later on tonight, along with the um, uh, with the one that we did earlier on today, which has everybody stumped on number three. So, I will post that out later on for you guys. So, uh, over the next couple of weeks, going to be doing a couple more shows. I'm going to give you the, the, the schedule over the next, uh, next two weeks, um, and then we'll... We'll add to that every week. So next week, I'm going to be doing Doctor Who. I'm going to be talking about Doctor Who. Now, Matt, the station owner, uh, I'm going to have Matt on the show, which will be great. And also Andrew coming back again, regular uh, regular guest Andrew Grant. He's going to be coming back as well. We're going to be talking about Doctor Who, um, previous and new incarnations as well. Or should I say regenerations? Um, and we're going to be going through those, uh, just generally talking Doctor Who, playing some music in between. Um, some from Doctor Who, some not from Doctor Who, some just random songs just to put in there to kind of give us a nice feel-good feel to it as well. But we're going to be going through that as well, which is good. Um, so, yeah, hopefully you'll all listen in, which will be great. Um, we are doing the... Well, I am doing the uh, split grid every every single day. So please get involved with that. I'd love to see other people uh, guessing and getting involved. Like the Facebook page as well, if you could, at the F, at FTV show or just type in, in the Facebook search bar, Filming TV show on Harrywood Radio, and we're also on Twitter as well. Please follow us on Twitter um, and, uh, and and share and, and get people to to like as well, which is at the FTV Show. Um, if you can invite your friends to the uh, to the show page, that'll be great. Obviously, community radio. The more people that listen, the better, which is great. So uh, so that's it. That's it for today. Um, oh, sorry. Yes, the uh, the week after Doctor Who, the week after Doctor Who, I'm going to be doing nineties hidden film gems, and I've got some absolute crackers for that so that's uh the week after next so that is uh monday the 26th of june uh so next monday's doctor who and the monday after is 90s films hidden gems so so yeah so uh that just leaves me to say thank you very much for listening as always i appreciate you um, spending your time logging in and having to listen to us uh thank you for watching on the facebook page please like and share and uh and i'll speak to you all next week there is one more thing. It's been emotional. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? All those nights when you've got no lights check is in the mail and your little angel hung the cat up by its tail and your third fiance didn't show sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name and they're always glad you came you want to be where you can see the troubles are all Everybody knows your name. Roll out of bed, Mr. Coffee's dead. The morning's looking bright. Morning's looking bright. And your shrink ran off to Europe and didn't even write. And your husband wants to be a girl. Be glad there's one place in the world where everybody knows your name. Everybody knows your name
You're listening to the Film and TV Show with Richard S. on Heroid Community Radio.